Hey everybody, welcome back to another Indie Fanboy podcast for IndieFanboy.com. I'm Walt Frazier, at Walt Frazier on Twitter, here to talk about Justice League versus Teen Titans. It's a rainy night in New York City, so if it sounds a little uh, ambient, uh, there's rain and thunder and all kinds of fun stuff happening out here. So it was a good day to watch the new animated direct-to-video I downloaded from Amazon and just watched twice so I could talk about this a little bit. I like this movie. Uh, if you heard my most recent podcast regarding Batman versus Superman, uh, if you don't know me personally, I'm a diehard Superman DC Comics guy who is slowly becoming a diehard Marvel Comics guy. absolutely love Daredevil. Did not like Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and this movie kind of gave me a nice cleansing. I feel a lot better watching this as as I did same kind of feeling I had watching Supergirl and Flash together on CBS last Monday. It's, I feel all cleansed, and my love of DC is back. And uh, <laughs> uh, for those who absolutely love Batman versus Superman, I'm sorry. I don't want to spoil your parade. I think everybody should go see it and judge for them. Themselves, but for me, missed the mark. But this movie, while imperfect, is a lot of fun. I, I was a huge fan of the Young Justice series. The Teen Titan series was a little skewed young for me. This is more along the lines of the Young Justice audience geared. Uh, and all these movies, War even seemed a little young until they started throwing a few adult colorful words in there and uh, a little more violent. Definitely a solid PG-13 kind of a movie. Um, I can't remember if it was PG or PG-13, but it kind of has that PG-13 feel. It's family-friendly almost, you know, but younger kids definitely want to think about, uh, depending on who your kids are, under 13, might be a little uh, intense for them, and uh, and all these movies, they all kind of have that slightly adult skewed. They're really made for people like me. I grew up watching the cartoons in the seventies and eighties. Those they seem horrible now, but when you're a kid in that age, at that time, they were amazing. And Firestorm, I, I think the only reason I like to watch Legends of Tomorrow is because I used to love the character Firestorm. I think it was 1984, Super Friends, uh, or whatever they called that incarnation of the uh, Justice League TV show at that point. And uh, I absolutely loved the character. So I watched Legends of Tomorrow. Don't love the show, but uh, great little Easter eggs, a lot of great DC comics moments and if you haven't seen this week I, I want to talk about it a little bit because it was a very interesting episode just last night where uh, one of the team is now back as uh, a very interesting character not on the team so can't wait to see how that plays out so let's talk about this justice league versus teen titans we see the beginning of this movie we've got the justice league fighting the legion of doom and it's basically a new story this kind of feels like it's a sequel to the movie war that came out just a couple years ago the the team is kind of at that next level the hall of justice is brand new in fact they say people are calling it i'm doing the quotation fingers thing it's kind of hard to do quotation fingers on the podcast but in quotations hall of justice and the team the evil team dubbing themselves the legion of doom so this is all brand new all of that challenge of the super friends in the late 70s never happened in this universe where we had uh, the legion of doom and the hall of justice going to battle we don't see green lantern in this he's i don't know if anybody else noticeably missed 
and uh, and a few others have noticeably missed. We have a, lead, a Justice League of Five, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Cyborg, and Flash, and of course Robin. So equally, the sequel to War and the next movie in the Son of Batman series where we have Damian Wayne as Robin. Same voice actor, obviously, and uh, and it's a character I've come to love to hate. Uh, but this 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 movie kind of softens him finally. He's been kind of annoyingly the quintessential middle school kid who just, as an adult, when you're a middle school kid, you think you know everything. As an adult. There's nothing more to hate than a middle school kid. I, I love a lot of middle school kids. I teach middle school kids comedy and improv, yada, yada, yada. They're a lot of fun. But, you know, when they think they're right and they're not, boy, they're most annoying things in the world. And that's basically Damian Wayne. Put on top of that, he thinks he's a walking god. He's a ninja. Uh, so emo kid with ninja skills. And it takes a witch emo in the form of raven to kind of tame him a little bit and that's really this movie is kind of the raven origin story a little bit every single one of these dc comics animated movies in the last few years originally there was kind of extensions of the justice league unlimited right but now all these new movies are kind of origin stories for something and they're kind of all standalone-ish loosely tied the old ones used to be much more closely tied where they were all kind of extensions of the 1990s batman and super superman animated series which became justice league then justice league unlimited and all those batman movies and some of those early justice league movies that came out and you know kevin conroy and uh uh, oh, I'm just drawing a blank here. But, you know, all those cast members from the 90s and early 2000s. We got the these now. We have actors who have been around with us. Now we got Jerry O'Connell back as Superman and Jason O'Mara back as Batman. Uh, very interesting. I really love, I've, anybody who saw Daredevil loves John Barenthal, uh, is here as the villain, as Trigon. I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know if I loved the Lex Luthor in this. And that's kind of been my biggest complaint. I didn't like the Lex Luthor and the Brainiac attacks and the, the casting was all different. I think that was the first one that Bruce Tim didn't do. This might be one of my favorite movies yet that is not a Bruce Tim. Um, I think of all the Batman or DC Comics projects in general, I have just consistently loved everything that Bruce Tim does, does, including the most recent where we got our alternate reality Mexican Superman and uh, we get the uh, the vampire Batman who isn't Bruce Wayne, yada, 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 yada. We get, go on and on and on. There's been so many movies. I got to do more podcasts. There's just so much to talk about here. This movie, we get the... Justice League doing battle with Legion of Doom and we got Solomon Grundy there with Lex Luthor, Cheetah, Wizard Wizard and Toy Master. It's good they always have kind of even. I goes although Robin kind of throws it off. Uh, Robin is kind of pissed off being left to crowd control and uh, in fact he's a little comedy thing where Batman says how's the audience how's the crowd doing and basically Batman or but Robin just kind of calls them uh 
you know, basically, you know, cattle hurting them and throws a bomb at them to get their attention and just kind of gives them the thumb to get them to go the way he wants to go. Instead of he can just go, hey, guys, why don't you go this way? He has to throw a bomb at them and give them the thumb. Doesn't give them the finger, but gives them the thumb. But basically kind of giving the finger to the world saying, why the hell am I doing this stupid job? I should be the one in the front of this. He thinks he should be Superman. He should be Batman. He should be leading the Justice League at the age of 12, 13, whatever he is right now. So uh, that's Damien for you. So, you know, of course, Justice League gets the uh, upper hand. Um, the Solomon Grandi and Cheetah look almost identical to Solomon Granta and Cheetah always do in the last 20 so years. Weathered Wizard was a little bit different. All of a sudden, he's flying. He's almost like uh, the red tornado. He's flying because a tornado from his weather wand until the flash takes it away and he starts to fall and the flash catches him. Uh, it's cartoon, so people survive. Uh, you know, 100-story falls better than normal. Uh, usually, just somebody catching you at the bottom probably break your bones, not breaking the fall a little bit. Toy Master is a little more of the uh, the Toy Master, kind of like from the Smallville series, I think, and a few others where he's more of a, um, a geek who probably has been living in his mother's basement for a long time, not the robot version from the uh, Adventures of Superman in the 90s and not the anywhere near the version, of course, from the Supergirl series, uh, who's a little more industrial uh, scientist, a little more put together. And uh, but it, but all the other characters basically work for me. The Toy Master is a little annoying. Cheetah and Grundy, I like the Grundy. I always like Solomon Grundy. You know, it's amazing. Uh, Batman taking down a character like Solomon Grundy, who's one step away. You know, if he could fly, he's basically Bizarro. He's like Bizarro without the ability to fly. Just super strength, hard to kill because he's basically a zombie. Gangster zombie. You can you never go wrong with a gangster zombie, right? Yay, Solomon Grundy. So, uh, and I love Solomon Grundy in the animated because every time they try to do Solomon Grundy in TV or film, anytime they always have his alter ego, uh, the gangster that he uh, once was, and it's just kind of annoying. It's more of an Easter egg. Oh yeah, that's Solomon Grundy. But in a live TV show, we don't know how to do Solomon Grundy. For in a good way that looks good without being totally stupid and cartoonish. So I get it. But it's like, hey, but they love putting that character in there. I think just about every TV show or you know TV universe has had that character at some point. So we get a little farther along, and they uh, oh, right after the battle, of course, Weathered Wizard gets possessed by some demon, and obviously there's something going. Um, the demons don't really know. Uh, I think that by this time, in most anything action, the, the villains know not to tell their evil plot, right? The old James Bond gimmick where they tell you the whole plot because they think James Bond is basically about to die. So why not? I'm going to tell you you're about to be eaten by sharks. So let's tell you everything. But, uh, you know, basically the demon or the weather man possessed by the demon is like, Trigon is coming. He's rising. Where's the girl? And so he gives away the whole plot a little bit, um, but they don't really listen. So it's okay. Uh, Azareth calls. The hour of his rising is at hand. Demons breaking every number one 
he's possessing the weatherman. Uh, somehow the possessed weather wizard actually, I keep calling the weatherman, the weather wizard actually makes Superman bleed. Of course, Superman never does well with magic. And other than kryptonite and weird gases from Krypton on ships and movies called Man of Steel, uh, not my favorite. Uh, better than Superman Returns, I think, but I prefer the tone of Superman Returns. Don't get me started, sideboard. I've had enough uh, side notes on this podcast already for old projects let's stay focused okay uh but yeah magic always a problem for superman obviously and uh batman uh oh i'm getting ahead of myself sorry um so damien obviously has some issues and batman confronts him and there's some really funny moments where cyborg and flash try to give him some parenting advice batman clearly does not want to hear it and so they bring damien to the team titans for some team building training i actually do uh team building for corporations uh via improv comedy so i i kind of chuckled so basically uh here's an asshole that needs some team building so they bring him to the team titans t tower i don't know what they call it the hall of justice for kids um where, of course, we eventually see them, uh, we get a naked Beast Boy. So, right away, as soon as you see these Teen Titans, you realize this is not the cartoon Teen Titans of CW, or not CW, of uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, this is definitely the adult-skewed Teen Titans. Uh, you get a Starfire that looks more like the character you see when you go to Comic-Cons. If you go to New York Comic-Con, there's at least a dozen girls dressed up as starfire and they all look they're about to star in a porn they're the kind of character cosplay girls that you have to have that rule cosplay does not equal consent you can imagine a hundred or maybe a thousand uh guys that live in their parents basement just wanting to touch get a piece of that right and uh, this costume of starfires is uh I can see why this character is a subject of uh, fan fiction porn. Um, yada, yada, yada. It is incredibly um, alluring, and uh, it's, it's awkward. And I don't know exactly the age of Starfire. She's probably a little bit older, but teen, a teenager dressing like that, um, you'd, you'd have some issues. You'd have some uh, teachers sending you home if you were at a normal school. So blah, 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 blah. And, uh, it was, and especially that moment where Dick Grayson, who's kind of featured in this a little bit, he's now Nightwing, of course, and they ha- or have a f- history, of course, and they're Skyping each other at one point. And Dick, as she, she just got out of the shower while she's Skyping, and she's kind of like moving around. You could see Dick Grayson trying to catch a sneak peek of what's behind curtain number one and uh, do the curtain match the drapes kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, they have the, the um, big transformation moment where all the Teen Titans go mode when they're getting ready to fight some demons. And she's got this kind of gem right there in the sweet spot down there and uh it, it's kind of um interesting and say um all anyone under 18 turn away for this it's uh it's a little uh risque as i think i call it so yada 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 so the robin goes and gets in a fight with the teen titans not a major thing but he gets his face burned off by the blue beetle oh yeah the teen titans in this one a uh, little bit different lineup you get 
the Blue Beetle, no, no Wally. You know, it's a little bit different lineup. You do get Starfire. You get Raven. This, like I said, this whole movie is kind of like a Raven origin. This is the Raven movie as much as it is the Teen Titans and Justice League movie. And then you get Beast Boy, and uh, and you get another one at the very end. But we'll wait till the very end of this little tease. You gotta watch this. If you, if you, I should. And I don't warn anybody. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, you get into this, and uh, Cyborg is with the Justice League. He's not one of the Teen Titans yet, but uh, that's coming. So, uh, yeah, so nothing better to teach Damian Wayne how to be human than putting him with a more cold, more detached demon herself, Raven. And like I said, you got an emo ninja kid. Uh, hanging out with an emo witch kid, and uh, it's 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 sure to be romantic. And they go on and on and on, and they're having their fun. Uh, they're they're kind of uh, and Raven hears Robin, of course, after Blue Beetle burns his face off, and uh, and Robin basically gets the best of Blue Beetle, but Blue Beetle's got that scarab alien attachment that has a mind of its own. And likes to kind of do its own thing. Uh, a little bit more uh, gray area on the good and bad when it comes to the scarab. So that kind of happens. And Raven saves him. And Starfire says, uh, you know, let's go uh, Let's go to the carnival. Let's, let's go uh, let loose a little bit. And it's kind of some cool scenes of teens and kids being teens and kids and kind of let loose. I hate musical montages at this point. Uh, I think, you know, I grew up in an era where there was a musical montage and everything. And this kind of lays on the anime musical montage, kind of like the annoying club song whatever and uh it, it's cute i get it it's like sentimental but it's it's so like every anime thing has it and it's kind of annoying that way but the footage is cute and you see damien and you see everybody kind of doing their thing and they're playing some games and finally you get to this dance dance revolution battle where beast boy is just Killing Blue Beetle, right? Jaime. But a uh, little egg here where you get Booyah from the Beast Boy, which of course is a cyborg uh, catchphrase from the Teen Titans TV show from a few years ago. I watched just enough to catch up on that. The, uh, the, the other thing this demon, well, I'll get into this in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. Of course, uh, Damien gets up there and uh, he's not a dancer, but his, you know, ability to pick up moves uh he's like me at a dance audition I, i'm not a great dancer not a bad dancer but i pick up choreography really well and damien ends up outlasting beast boy just because his endurance training as a ninja is just amazing so yeah 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 so he bounces ahead at the carnival though raven starts to hear her voice and her uh, demon brothers and sisters start to call her out and she goes up and starts to hear her father trigon is uh is there and uh not in, in full mode he's like kind of uh speaking through the realm he can't enter the realm yet he's got to get raven to do her thing and he's got to convince her to do her thing so the uh trigon sends his uh, little hench demons his demonic henchmen if you will and they do a little battle all the other teen titans get in on it and they and they, they do their thing um but Everything kind of comes to a point where Raven finally says, okay, I need to tell you the truth. And she teleports everybody to Azareth and uh, tells her origin story a little bit. Get her little origin flashback, meeting her mother and her father and how her father destroyed Azareth. And she uh, trapped him in a crystal and escaped or 
ran away to Earth looking for friends, looking for a place to call home. So she finds the Teen Titans, right? So we get all of that. And uh, again, this is Raven's origin story movie for the most part. So while all this is happening, uh, Superman is on the phone with someone who I thought was Lois Lane. I just assume, I, I forget that he now dates uh, Wonder Woman because I, I was a big DCA, DCUA fan with the Justice League Unlimited where Batman and Wonder Woman were kind of together just 10, 12 years ago, right? I guess 12, 13 years ago. It's, I forget how long it's been now. Wow. 2016 already. Huh. So, yeah, he's on the phone, and I should have been clued in when she says, I got new glasses, but the glasses, he, I, I thought he was joking that, oh, you have glasses, nobody will recognize you, because nobody recognizes me, and he's saying, away from the people, all the other men in tights, and uh, kind of a funny little line there, but no, it's Diana Prince, and then they're on a date later, they're going to see the movie, and somewhere in there, while Clark is doing his laundry, he gets possessed. Trigon's demon takes over Superman. And, of course, Superman, his one big weakness other than crypto, kryptonite, of course, is the demon. Uh, magic. Magic. Just uh, These demons, um, did anybody ever see Superman the Animated Series where they had a demon episode with Caracol? It was an episode with a crossover of Fate. Dr. Fate was in there. And I thought that, I, for some reason I was watching this, I thought maybe it was the same thing because the demons in demon form looked very, very similar. Not when they're possessed and they got the double eyes and whatnot, but uh, when, at some point. But Similar thing. Demons and Superman don't do well. Uh, he needs somebody with magical powers to help him out. He's, you know, his might and his powers will prevail, but he needs that that magical being to help him get the upper hand. So, and of course, if you're going to take out the Justice League. Always take out Superman first. If you take out everybody else, Superman can stop them. If you t get Superman on your side. Darkseid knows this. Everybody knows this. Get Superman on your side however way you can by threatening his mother or using some red kryptonite or whatever. You know, magic is usually the easiest way, probably. Get him under your control. And then you can get everybody else to fall in line. So he gets Superman. Superman goes out. He digs in the desert. He finds this uh, Stargate-looking thing and uh, lifts it out of the sand. And then finally, the uh, as the Teen Titans come back from Azareth, the other Justice League members boom tube in because uh, what do you call it there? Uh, Cyborg has the boom tube left over from when he uh, they fought again sequel to War when they fought Darkseid. So uh, this movie is kind of like it's almost like War is going to be the Dawn of Justice sequel. So we're almost two movies past the cinematic universe you know it's completely not connected obviously but we're way past where the cinema is going so it's kind of like watching the movies maybe that's another reason why i did like batman versus superman like there's a universe out there that we all know and whenever they go back and show us the batman origin story again um never like man of steel was the superman origin story redone for the umpteenth time Second time in the cinematic universe, I guess. This is this they had the Batman origin show and flashbacks just to kind of tie in, just so that we could see that both of their names were Martha. I, I know I'm getting on a tangent again. I'm sorry. So uh, yada yada yada. They get over to the Teen Titan area and they're gonna take 
Raven under their power so that they can protect her, control her, whatever they're going to do, all the Teen Titans are going to say, no, stay away from her. And as they're about to do battle, the other demons come and take over the rest of the superheroes, the Justice League. Of course, Batman sees this coming and he poisons himself. These demons don't like an imperfect host. So Batman makes himself unhostable by uh, almost killing himself. They get the others. They get Cyborg, Flash, and Wonder Woman. So now the Teen Titans, their first Justice League versus Teen Titans battle. And the Teen Titans don't do so well. The Teen Titans uh, are outmatched by Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Flash. And they're about to kill everyone until they convince Raven to say, okay, you come with us. We won't kill your friends. And so she does. They go. And they go. They skip ahead. Right as Cyborg's about to enter the boom tube that he created. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Raven created the teleportation uh, pool or whatever you want to call it. Her, her little way of transporting people to another area, another plane, another place on Earth. Her teleportation skills. They come up with a plan. They go attack the Justice League where they have Raven trying to get Trigon into our dimension. So they go through. And, of course, finally, they succeed where Batman actually failed with the kryptonite because Damien is so heartless. He just stabs him right in the gullet and uh, with the kryptonite shard and uh, gets Superman. And, again, here's another uh, thousand-foot fall, like a hundred story building size drop where uh, Damien survives landing on top of Superman. Usually that's not enough just to survive a hundred foot, a thousand foot fall. So that's a little weird, but he does. And barely, he's a little shaken up. We get it. But Superman comes back to life, kicks out the demon from being, because uh, he's damaged on about to die from the kryptonite. Says, hey, good job team. All right. Starfire did a good job. So now they got Superman back on their side. See that the, the bad guys know to get Superman on their side first. The Teen Titans were smart as well to get Superman back on their side. So now they got Superman. Superman takes out the Flash. They go get Wonder Woman. Superman basically goes and gets Flash and Wonder Woman back. And now they... But in this time, Trigon has now entered our dimension. And Wonder Woman even makes the comment, if we can't stop him, and Superman just says, I know. Right? It was a little uh, less romantic, but kind of like the Han Solo, I know. So, Raven takes the Titans to the other dimension, basically hell. In fact, Cyborg says, I'm going to hell. That's it. Yep, you are. So, they all go and and go battle and try to find the crystal to re-imprison Trigon while Superman, Flash, and Wonder Woman try to slow down the uh, the Trigon, this guy, yeah, massive. They slow him down, but they don't stop him. He gets to town, and it's not pretty. So... One of the coolest things that happens while they're in hell, Beast Boy all of a sudden starts to take on new characters. Like, and he start he gets sick as soon as he gets there, but it's almost like 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 he's growing a new tooth. He's got tooth pain. He's got this kind of uh, stomach thing, like flu kind of symptoms. But it's him kind of like adjusting to this new world, and somehow by just going to this new world, this this demon hell space. He starts to be able to take on all these new creatures. Damien, while fighting all of them, finds his grandfather, Ra's al Ghul. 
or Ra's al Ghul, depending on which TV show you're watching in pronunciation. And they have a little battle. Ra's al Ghul has not 100% died. He's on this other plane. And he says that basically Trigon's powers are why the Lazarus Pit has kept him alive for all these centuries. So it's all building up. We have two big battles going on. It's kind of like the Batman versus Superman. The Justice League versus Teen Titans uh, intra-battle between themselves is relatively brief. They have two quick battles there, but relatively brief. The big battle that's going on now with the Teen Titans in Hell and the Justice League on Earth, at least the Flash, Super uh, Superman, and Wonder Woman trio, Batman's still kind of underweather. And I just, you know, when you realize that Batman's out of action for half of this movie, he takes himself out of the action, sacrifices himself, but good grief, usually Batman is such a more central figure. But, you know, it's the Teen Titan movie more than the Justice League movie, right? So, Damien, it's more Damien's movie. So they're out there. Damien takes out his uncle pretty much. He kicks him back, but and, and the demons kind of take him. Raven gets Trigon back in a crystal. They, they crack the crystal, but they get him in a smaller piece of the crystal, which she finally affixes to her head and finally fully realizes the raven we all know with the crystal in her head which is the uh her tri- her father's prison and uh, i wonder if that gives her extra powers i forget i think i know there's like something from that crystal that gives her powers so that probably gives but she seems a lot more powerful these are not psychics uh raven and starfire and damien and blue beetle and beast boy they're the teen titans but they are not the little justice league as they're often called in the comics or thought of these are like you know they're they're pretty big deal raven has a lot more power than i think she's ever had in any other incarnation of the character she's she could have taken the whole world out if she wanted to she could be trigon and be a conqueror of worlds it almost seems so uh pretty damn amazing and they all come back together, and uh, there's a kind of a funny moment. Cyborg, of course, is now with the Teen Titans in hell. They all kind of defeat who they need to defeat. Trigon is brought back into the crystal. They all come back together. They're on. They're back on Earth. They all go home. Teen Titans get a little pat in the back as Cyborg is coming in with pizza and, and basically is kind of aligning himself with the teens now. And uh, so it. At the end of this, it looks like we're setting up a whole nother Teen Titans movie, which I think is going to be cool because during the credits, now again, if you haven't watched, it's so quick. You know, all those things they have in the Marvel movies, those little moments at the end of a Marvel movie teasing the next movie. This was like the animated version, like right? Anything and everything in animation happens in a third of the time that it would take to do the movie because in the movie, the actor has to fill a moment, yada, 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 right? In the animation, they just show it to you and they get out. So they have this quick flash of this girl on a rock speeding towards the Teen Titans tea tower. And it's actually Terra, who is uh, a very uh, kind of an interesting character who is kind of a member of the Teen Titans at one point, but at the same time has betrayed them in the past. So is she coming to be the Terra that uh, betrays them? for her world uh or you know that that whole other story or is she coming like she was a part of the teen titans tv series for a while as a member of the team and always kind of a a less than great team member you know um i I think damien is going to end up being a better team player than terabs but who knows uh this is 
Walter from IndieFanboy.com. Follow me on Twitter at Walt Frazier. And we have Indie Fanboy on Facebook now, too. Go follow us. You'll see all the fun stuff. And if you're ever in New York City, come see me do some comedy with 8 is never enough. 8improv.com. Follow me on Twitter or, you know, send me a direct message on Twitter. I'll follow you back and we'll get some tickets, all right? Hey, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>